What's up? This is Brandon London, and you're listening to the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. You hear that? The Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. Let's go, Giants. Good evening. Welcome back, Giants fans, to the latest edition of the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast in association with Andy's Man Club. Lads, it's okay to talk. This week, we are 100% British. Absolutely still 100% Giants. Um, Kev's taken a much-needed break this week after having a lovely dose of COVID. And Shane is running late this week. Um, So I'm joined at the moment by producer Craig. To look ahead to the start of uh, the 2023 regular season, which gets underway tomorrow, just under 24 hours away, just over 24 hours, just over 24 hours away, um, <laughs> with the uh, Detroit Lions visiting the Kansas City Chiefs to kick off this season. But more importantly, and what we're all here for, is to discuss Sunday night football. Uh, Dak Prescott and his Dallas Cowboys en route to MetLife Stadium to kick. To Birmingham on Sunday to join the festivities at the full 10 yards kickoff party at Belson's, so which we'll be looking forward to. Um, we've made it through the summer, it's football time. Craig, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, can't believe it's now, yeah, a few days away. Uh, interesting matchup tomorrow night. I think the Lions are much improved under Dan Campbell and uh, could even see a shock on night one, which you know. It could happen. Uh, Rumours are that Travis Kelsey is going to miss the game for the Chiefs. Massive loss. Um, I don't think they've got Chris Jones available either. So um, that is going to be one hell of a game to kick off the festivities. And we've got a nice long wait through the uh, every other game on Sunday while we're at Felsons, which we can enjoy ourselves before uh, before we get going. Yeah, man. Uh, was it one twenty-five? In the morning, we kick it, we're kicking off. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of six o'clock and nine twenty-five games. Was it one twenty-five, one fifteen, something like that? Isn't it? Um, but yeah, there's plenty of games to keep us entertained while we uh, party the night away in Birmingham. And exactly. Hopefully, as you know, we're, we're going to be joined by Shane in Birmingham, and hopefully, we'll be joined by Shane this evening at some point. So, <laughs> hurry up, Shane! If you're if you're listening or watching, you shouldn't be listening or watching. You should be on. So hurry up. Um, oh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Um, absolutely buzzing for the season to get going. Uh, as Steve says, it's finally here, the new season. Feeling optimistic is is a good word because, I mean, we're going to go into it later anyway. We, you know, everything we talked about in the last six months, um, it's it's reason for optimism. Uh, there are still sort of some doubts, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hope and a lot of optimism and a lot of confidence that seems to be. Um, swirling around the, uh, the the Giants' world at the moment. Also coming up at the end of today's show, we are going to be making some season predictions as well, so keep your eye on those and stay tuned. Um, but some exciting news to come before we begin, as this will be our last week where we have a single show. As from next week onwards, we're going to twice a week, baby. Two shows a week, not just one, but two. 
Um, so you can enjoy listening and watching us twice a week from now until February. Uh, so each week we're going to review the previous game on either Tuesday or Wednesday and then preview the next game on either Thursday or Friday, if, if I'm correct, produce Craig. No, you are not. But, but it's close enough. Uh, Monday or Tuesday for Monday or Tuesday. That Monday it, or yeah. Tuesday uh, for our, our review, and uh, yeah, Thursday or Friday for our preview. Um, we hope to have three, at least three of us, on at any point. Uh, there is obviously a lot of moving pieces with days, and trying to make sure that at least three of us are on. And we might even have some special guests during the season uh, for when there are times where there's only two of us available. So. Absolutely, yeah. It's Monday, Tuesday, and then Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Uh, evening, Javi. Javi, ATX underscore Bori. Evening. Absolutely very excited for this season to get going. Um, so, yeah, so moving to two pods next week. Um, really looking forward to that. As Craig said, we will try and have at least three of us on every every show. If not, then there'll be a, a surprise little special guest, a little substitute off the bench. Um, you know, there, there should always be three of us on this um, really looking forward to getting getting two in a week and getting more content and more things for you guys to get your teeth into um, as the season gets rolling. So, yeah, two episodes a week until February, really, until the end of the season because, you know, our season's going to run till February, right? We can only hope. We can only stay we can absolutely only hope. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, before we start previewing this weekend's game, we announced on our socials earlier this morning that we're uh, mega, mega excited to be uh, linking up with usasports.co.uk. As you can see at the top of the screen, that little icon in the middle. Um, they're an online retailer carrying merch for a variety of different American sports, uh, including the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, uh, just to name a few. Um college football as well they've got some ncaa ncaa stuff on there as well uh we've been lucky enough to bag ourselves a discount code for you listeners and viewers count yourself lucky um discount code is big blue that's it big blue <laughs> pretty standard right uh to get a whopping 15 percent off your purchase 15 percent off so if you're spending 100 pound on a jersey you're getting it for 85 quid what massive uh, massive massive thank you to usa sports um they've been really really helpful over the last few days uh and they've been absolutely excellent considering we did this in a very very short amount of time um and it's a little humbling to now have not only andy's man club but also usa sports on as partners um and it's way beyond anything we imagined would happen this time last season so it's really really moved on and, and it's it's totally down to the viewers listeners people who follow us on twitter interact on facebook watch our stupid tiktoks <laughs> who says they're stupid <laughs> but now we're um, we're we're mega mega excited about that and it's um just a, another thing that we're we're giving you the viewers and listeners um, as a sort of a nice little reward and a thank you for uh, tuning in each and every week. 15% off usasports.co.uk. Get yourself online, bag yourself some merch, and get it a little bit cheaper. What's not to win? What's not to like, huh? Alrighty, so let's talk Dallas. I know, Dallas, our perennial divisional rival. Uh, you have to go back to January 2021 for the last time we beat the Cowboys. Sterling Shepard scored a pair 
uh, and Andy Dalton was sacked six times uh, in the 23-19 win to round out what was Joe Judge's miserable first year in charge. Uh, and that is our only win over Dallas in the last 12 games uh, with Dak Prescott never having lost to the Giants. That's got to change. That's got to change. Uh, but Dave's and the uh, 2023 Giants are looking to change all that. And with the off-season that we've had, strengthening in key areas and having and if, like I said, that air of confidence about the team, uh, you'd be wrong to think that Big Blue aren't in the best position to beat Dallas now than we ha have been over the last six years. Um, so what have we got to look on, look out for? Sorry, on uh, on offense for the Cowboys, Craig. Well, uh, it's a little bit of a change. Uh, play calling responsibilities now sit with head coach Mike McCarthy after previous offensive coordinator Callum Moore's departure. Um, and the Cowboys are trying to implement McCarthy's more kind of West Coast-inspired offense that will utilize their abundance of speed that they now have at running back and at wide receiver. Um, now, speed versus speed seems to be the um, the name of the game in this uh, this game, as everyone is well aware, across the offseason, one thing that the Giants have really focused on is bringing in speed themselves. So this is quite an intriguing matchup to try and see how uh, how sort of you know they they mesh together and and see who is fastest, I guess. Now there are a few things offensively that they're going to need to rely on to have a successful season. Um, one of them is the increased focus on improving uh, Dak Prescott's footwork in the pocket. They, they really need that to pay off uh, as he needs to really curb the interceptions that he just suffered for throughout the entire season. I mean, he missed five games due to a thumb injury, yet still led the league with 15 interceptions in 2022, which is by far his worst showing. Now, the other thing that they've got to be careful about is Ezekiel Elliott has gone. He's now with the Patriots and admittedly he was declining and was kind of in rotation with Tony Pollard. Now, Pollard's going to be that lead back for them this coming season. Now, he's never had an increased workload like he's likely to see. I think his snap count was almost half of what Barkley and McCaffrey and some of the other backs had last year. So is that going to impact him? Bear in mind, he's also coming off of ankle surgery that he had in January where he had a high, a really bad high ankle sprain in there. They lost to the 49ers, I think it was, in the playoffs. So, you know, there, there's a lot there's a lot there to kind of digest. It is week one. You know, it's anybody's game, and it's going to be really difficult to predict. And, and these things might not even really become appropriate until week five, six. But this seems like it's going to be a good test for our defence, which is new and improved across many levels. Where do you think the Cowboys are likely to hurt us the most? It's a great question. Um, I think with the receivers they've got in C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, uh, Michael Gallup as well, you know, three speedy, quick guys that can... Yeah, they, 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 yeah. They, it doesn't take much for them to get open. With our rookies in the secondary, they're going to be looking to exploit them. Obviously, a Dory playing as a nickelback. Obviously, it's he's there as sort of that safety blanket. But 
you know you're gonna there's if you're, you're gonna leave at least one of them one on one most times if you, you mm. go going deep so yeah i think hurting us through the air is and hurting us with that sort of deep ball is probably where they would more likely hurt us most um because they've got the they, you know dax got the dax got the arm you know the receivers have got the speed and if they can get open then you know they've got two rookie cornerbacks to be albeit you know Deontay banks and, and trey williams are they're not they've proven themselves to be capable um but they're rookies in the day they've not played a a snap in in a professional game yet um so i think yeah through the air and that sort of deep pass uh from Dak prescott especially with the the cowboys offensive line as well the cowboys offensive line is notoriously strong and it, again it's looking like it's it's strong on paper as well and if they hold a a clean pocket for Dak to to go long and, and throw that deep pass then yeah they could exploit that sort of um inexperienced secondary that's for sure yeah, I've, I've got to agree with you. I think the big thing when you look at that um, secondary, obviously, it is the two rookies. But bear in mind, our most experienced um, defensive back is playing in a position he's never really played. You know, moving to the slot, which is a very unselfish move in a in a contract year from from a Dory. But we don't know. You know, CD Lamb is is likely to line up in the slot more than any of the receivers. I mean, he, he, I think I saw a stat earlier, he, he lined up in the slot 61% of the time last year. Yeah. So it is likely we're going to see Lamb versus Jackson, which leaves Cooks. You know, I'm not going to call him an ageing Cooks, but he's not young, is he? Admittedly, no. I think I think he's had a 1,000 yards in every season he's had in the league. It's like one of exactly. the... It, it's sneaky good, sneaky, sneaky yeah. good. Um, it does worry you, but... I think run defense wise, we've we've shored that up a bit with Akarake. We're not sure what uh, Isaiah Simmons is going to do. It looks like I would expect Michael McFadden to be the starter opposite Akarake, but with good rotation on that defensive line now with with Nacho and uh, Asian Robinson, if he's active, I think we should see less big plays allowed on the run on the running game. Yeah. I mean, it's it's quite a it's quite a, a fine balance, isn't it? Because you know you'd expect our upgrades on the D line in, in the in the pass rush to to have more of an effect on Dallas than we, that we have done in, that we did that we did last year. Um, but at the same time, their offensive line again is 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 always good, um, and and Dak has he's got the arm to throw it deep and throw it long. Yeah, I, I think Tony Pollard will, will struggle. Uh, with the you know, he's not a three down back. He's not proven that he's a three down back, and he needs to prove that. Mm. And like I said that that high ankle sprain that turned out to be bad enough that he needed surgery on it. Mm. You know, there's a there's a bit potentially a little bit of a weak link there. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the rest of their um, uh, backfield rotations like, but they've got with, um... Pollard, with Pollard. You'd, he's he's looking like he's going to be the sort of the workhorse, isn't he? So. Yeah, they've they've got. Uh, I think it's Deuce Vaughan, who's a rookie. Who um, he's apparently looked really good in camp, uh, really really good in camp. I think he's also a relation to one of the Cowboys coaching staff. So yeah, Deuce Vaughan and Rico Rico Dowdle. What a name! Absolute winner that's, of a name there. That's a great name, isn't it? Uh, and they got Ronald Jones as well, but he's suspended. No surprise. Right. Hello, Shane. 
Uh, yeah, I think I think evening. Better late than never. Hey, Dean, you're right. Sorry, Sorry, I'm late. There he is. <laughs> That's all right, mate. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad, Tar. You guys, all right? Yep. Do you all want good, to? Uh, all good. Do you want to answer the question at the bottom there from Matt Anderson? Do you see a Dory going back outside after the Cowboys game? How do you see that going? We've just been talking about Trey Hawkins and uh, um, Tay. Banks as well. Tay uh, Banks. Tay Banks. So how do you think that? Do you think they will stay there? Do you think this is a one-time deal? See how it goes? Um, I mean, depending on how it goes, I mean, I think you could, there, there might be a chance you could maybe see him go outside during the Cowboys game. Obviously, it all comes down to where the two rookies get on. I'm sure you've covered that already. Um, but, you know, I mean, let, let's face facts, Dallas have got three very good wide receivers, in my opinion, and, you know, especially C.D. Lamb. I, I think C.D. Lamb's very underrated, so he, he, he will work predominantly at the slot, I think, so Adore can cover him, and then obviously week two, you've got Arizona, who haven't got as many threats, so depending on how, how the two rookies get on, I mean, it's not like the question that Trey could outperform Tay, um, and, you know, it could be it could be Trey, Trey outside and Adoree outside, and then maybe Banks gets a rest. Obviously, like I say, it's all going to come down to where the two rookies perform. Ideal world, they both smash it and maybe something that we won't run with long term. But, you know, you've got to be realistic with rookie cornerbacks. There's going to be a few teaming issues. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matthew, thanks for your question. Um, I have to echo everything Shane says. I think it, it all depends on um, how they go in, in the game against Dallas. Um, you know, with the two rookies outside and, and uh, Jackson in the slot, it's it's risky having like, having those two rookies out, you know, like I said before, in, on the outside. But they've proven themselves in camp. They've they've earned that they've earned that starting role on the outside. Give them the give them the chance. They're rookies. They're going to make mistakes. You know they're going to get beat by that by that deep ball. They're going to get beat by you know the the, the receiver's going to beat them in coverage. It's going to happen. They're rookies. They're still learning. They're young guys. Um, but it all yeah it all depends on how how the Cowboys game goes to whether we see a Dory move outside or not. Right, should we uh, move on to the defence then? So Cowboys will be looking yeah. at Micah Parsons to continue to be that defensive monster we've seen him be um, and dominate many an offensive lineman, um, just as good as Andrew Thomas and better than Evan Neal. So the biggest thing for the Cowboys is their run defence has taken a massive hit with uh the Marvian Overshone out for the year. Uh, he's torn his ACL. And now the Cowboys are having to rely on the health of Van Der Esch, which has been up and down. I mean, it's got better, but he's still missed games over the last couple of years. Um, and then they've got rookies, Damon De- uh, Clark and Devin Harper, who, you know, as we've just said about Trey and Tay, which is going to get bloody confusing throughout the season, isn't it? Um they're rookies, so we're never going to know how they're going to adjust to the pro game. So it's going to be very interesting, and they could see a trial by fire, especially when you've got someone like Barkley who potentially gets into the second level, and all of a sudden you've got a rookie staring at one of the most dynamic playmakers in the NFL. Um, you've also got to look at their cornerbacks. On paper, impressive. You know, their starting cornerbacks are. You look at the names, Stefan Gilmore, Trevon Diggs, both very impressive. Diggs somehow 
seems to keep leading the league in interceptions, but I think that's more down to the amount of times he gets targeted because they know that he's one big play away from um, you know being told off by the coaching staff. But um, the Cowboys will need to make sure that one, neither of them goes down with an injury because they've both had injury issues. But something that will probably be more apparent with Gilmore is that he is itching ever closer to that age where cow- where um, not Cowboys, I mean, Cowboys probably decline as well, but cornerbacks tend to fall off a cliff very, very quickly. It's a horrible, horrible position to play when you're an ageing player. So, um, Shane, do we look at Daniel Jones to test the Cowboys secondary or do you think we go for a rushing attack and try and test out those rookies early? I think... I think the smart play probably be for the Russian attack. Obviously, you've got we, we've got guys now that the defense are going to have to account for, so they can't just stack the box. You've got you know speedsters like Jalen Hyatt, Slayton's quick Campbell's quick. You then got Darren Waller that you've got to account for. So you know, and you've got one of the best tackles in in the league in Andrew Thomas. So the smart decision says that. But I want us to be ballsy. I want us to target him. I don't rate. I don't rate Diggs. I think he's awful. You know, every Cowboys fan goes, oh, yeah, he's got inception, he's got inception. But like you say, that's not because he's good. That's because he's easily targeted. And, you know, a a, a broken clock, he's right twice a day. So eventually he's going to make a pick when he's targeted. Um, What I want us to say, I I just want us to be ballsy. I want us to be brave. And I want want to see us target, you know, a, a cornerback who... You know, sometimes you think he's the next the next best thing at the position ever, um, and a guy who's going to be turning thirty four pretty soon. Um, you know, Gilmore. I think, I think it was a steal of a pick that they got from what they, I think was it maybe a fifth rounder or something they gave up for him. They didn't give up much draft capital, um, and he's still a good player. I do think people kind of don't give him the the, the recognition he deserves. But you know, I just want us to see. I just want to see us be ballsy, and I want to see us take more deep shots as well. Yeah, I mean, we've got the receivers to do that right now, right? You know, take that deep shot. And that, like, I. When you first think about, like, how is it, you know, how is it best to go? How should we test that sort of test the Cowboys team? You think, yeah, let's establish a run so then play action then becomes a, an, you know, a, a potential. And then obviously, then the odds pass here. No, let's go, go for it. Like, Dallas are probably going to be expecting us to come out. And establish, try to establish that run game first. So hit him on that counter, hit him on, you know, by surprise, throw it deep, first snap, first play. Target, target Trevon Diggs, target Stefan Gilmore. You know, put your put your speeches out there, put your Jalen Heights out there, your Paris Campbell's out there, your Darius Slayton's out there, and see, you know, that's just three of them. Darren Waller's then obviously is is an impact as well. And test their secondary straight away because. Yeah, on paper they've got you know Gilmore's experienced Diggs. Yeah, he's got a lot of interceptions, like you've we both you just said. But test them, test them straight away. And if they can't keep up and can't cover our our receivers like all Cowboys fans think they could, then we could be in for a field day. Be bold, go out there, you know, sling sling the ball down deep. First, like I said, first snap. If it doesn't work, all right, then okay. But still, give it a shot later. Don't shy away from that that deep ball. Don't shy away from that big play. You know, I know. Obviously, last season we were all very much a case of that sort of dink and dunk, like sort of shallow crossing routes, like five, ten, fifteen yard gains. 
you know, we, we've got these big time, big name receivers now. You know, why are we not, you know, throwing you know, a post route or sort of outside, you know, running 30, 40 yards downfield and catching the ball? Hmm. What, you know, that that's what we need to be looking at is, is that air attack. Throw in a few designed runs for DJ to supplement that air attack. Hand the ball off to Barkley again to supplement that air attack. But we've got the weapons and we've got the capability. Dan Jones has got the arm. So why not? Let, let, let Barkley do what he does best and find that gap and break tackles and, and take it to the house. But again, come out and surprise them. Because like I said, I guarantee they'll probably be expecting us to come out and try and establish that run first to then bring play action into play and then oh every sort you know throw in the short sh- those shallow crossing routes like we did last season look at that one drive we had against carolina where everything just clipped and it looked so slick and so easy mm-hmm. come out and surprising them for sure so um here's a quick one for you both do we want to see Jaden hyatt run an absolute perler of a route on the very first play, take it to the house, go straight up to the Cowboys uh, receivers coach and give it biggins. Why not? <laughs> that video is that obviously doing the rounds again at the moment of that. See, I mean, yeah. on, just, the opposite, just... on, on the opposite, I don't want to see that. I want to see him. I want to see it, but I'd much rather him get the touch there celebrate with his teammates back on the spot line. We got the game when we get the ball. Let's repeat it. Yeah, true. I don't want to see arrogance or cockiness. I want you. I want you. I want you to have that chip on the shoulder. And I want to, you to use yeah. it in a smart way. Um, and I mean, just, I try maybe to... once we won the game, maybe once we won the game, we won the game. Give it the give it the big in or in garbage time or whatever. But yeah, just exactly. for me personally, if that was to happen, I'd rather just see the the professionalism come out and be like, you know, just think to yourself, okay, yeah, done that. I'm going to do that again. I'm, I'm going to keep doing that, keep targeting me. And I do hope he goes off. And I mean, yeah, I don't know if you have seen the comments that Jalen's kind of come out and said um, this week in regards to it. He says, like, you know, he took it as he was pushing him. We didn't see eye to eye on a couple of things, but that's the way it is. And, you know, he spoke really early, the coach, to be fair. He said, you know, I've got great respect for him. And I took some things that he did say on board, and that's what I wanted to see. What I didn't want to see was any cockiness or arrogance coming out and saying, yeah, he's completely wrong. Can't wait for Sunday to come and, and show him because. That's not what that that's not the right chip on the shoulder to have have that chip, but use it properly. Yeah, because you don't want to end up with egg on your face if it yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, I get you. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't not enjoy it if he did that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it, but I you know I, I I agree with that, Shane. That's fair. Um, evening, Steve, and absolutely, Steve agrees with us as well. Uh, only right that we target their secondary with our wide receiver core. It could be a disaster for them. It absolutely could. You look at the rest of their secondary and you look at the names, some of the names on this, you think, who? So yeah, it could it could be a it could be a long night for Dallas defense. I mean, I've just had a quick look. Um last season, Trevon Diggs, when targeted, allowed a passer rating of 99.4. Um <laughs> for comparison, because he's the best that they say he's the best cornerback in the league, probably one of the best, if not the best. Even after one year, Source Gardner, for comparison, allowed a fifty-three point nine passer rating. But, but but it's all about the interception, Shane. That's what that, that's what they say. It's all about the interceptions. <laughs> it's all about the stats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all about the stats. I mean, he, how many interceptions did he have last year? So he had he had uh, three interceptions, but he allowed five touchdowns. Brilliant! You have all them interceptions, mate. You, you <laughs> as well. 
I mean, yeah, I think uh, their secondary looks shaky at best, doesn't it? So, I mean, just just quickly, I mean, even Jeff, just seen that come through. Rose, are you um glad is, you got has, you know, has Jeff um has Jeff recovered from being assassinated on his own show by the uh, his co-hosts bringing up his uh, his tweet to Kay Adams. That's 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 the real question. I don't know if you've seen it, let boys. Us know. Let us let I haven't. Let us know, Jeff. Have you recovered from that? <laughs> and what? What producer Craig? Fill us in with that tweet, please. <laughs> so, so essentially, last night the um, New York Revival guys had an absolutely phenomenal show. I do highly recommend going to watch it. It's an hour and forty-eight minutes. Uh, they had LPG on. They had Tiki Barber on. Um, they had a, a a rapper on. I can't remember his name, but then they also had Kay Adams on at the end, and uh, Eli, uh, Mr. Glass Half Glass Half Full, decided to dig into El Jefe's uh, previous tweets where he said, "I am happily married, but every time I see Kay Adams on my screen, I want to kiss my television." And obviously Kay is right there. And uh, oh. it was it Mate. just go and watch it. Even <laughs> even if you go onto their Twitter and check it out, uh, it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh had me in stitches, know, highly recommend. I know what Love I'll be doing guys. as soon I know what we'll be doing as soon as uh, we get off this podcast. Steve's seen it and uh, yes, yes, he is correct. <laughs> Have they say some matches t shirt by the end of it? Oh, interesting. Interesting. It was, uh, um, it was Jeff, very thanks good. for buying a mug, mate. Just want to say, Jeff, thanks for buying a mug and coaster. They are en route to you. They got posted yesterday, so they should be with you soonish. But yeah, thanks for the thanks for the love and support, mate. Um, well, just uh, just quickly as well, I just saw come through on my uh, on my iPad. Nick Bosa's new contract. Completely off topic, but Nick Bosa's new contract. Hundred seventy million over five years. Yeah, highest paid defensive player of all time. Say so what? Sexy Dexy's better. <laughs> it's a bold claim, isn't it? It's a bold it's claim. It's a very bold claim. It's a bold claim. Anyway, moving on. We don't care about Nick Bosa here. Um, all right. So, what have the Giants got to do to win this game uh, and start the season one? No, offensively, they need to bring that conviction. Like I said, that we showed in that Carolina game, that one drive cameo that we had. The Dallas offensive line, uh, the our offensive line, must give Dan Jones time to pick apart the Dallas D. Um, yeah, we've we've struggled on the offensive line during the preseason. They need to improve in the run game. Um, open up those running lanes for Saquon and Co in the rushing attack. Don't be scared to let Daniel Jones use his legs either. Um, you know, we will see saw how well Dan Jones could run last year. In um, in this game last season, Giants uh, played at home against the Cowboys in week three. Um, Jones ran for seventy nine yards on nine attempts, and Barkley had eighty one yards on four attempts. Uh, with a 36-yard score, so don't be don't be scared to put the you know put the ball in the back's hands or keep the ball in Daniel Jones' hands and let him let him use his legs. Um, but also, like we said earlier, you've got to throw it. You've got to you know got to test their secondary big time because that is a really really big weak point on their defense. So test the secondary as well. Um, the one instantly the one single turnover in the game week three. Obviously, the interception by none other than Mr. Interception himself, Trayvon Diggs. Um, it iced the game with 145 left. So protecting the ball is key. That was one there was a single turnover in that one game and it ended up 
you know, we lost the game um, by a score. So if we can get that turnover back, it might have been different. Like, you know, two-minute drill down to, to tie the game, if not win it, potentially with a two-point conversion. Evan Neal and the offensive line, so carrying on with the offensive line, needs to make sure he's prepared for the inevitable test that is Micah Parsons. Because Parsons is going to come out hot. It's first first game of the season. He's going to, he's going to come out all, all guns blazing, no doubt. Um, we need to see consistency from that whole offensive line, again, which we haven't seen during the preseason. And we hope to God that we start to see come Sunday night. On the defensive side, we need to generate pressure on Dak Prescott, not only to test the supposed improved footwork, uh, but to protect our two rookie corners in Tay Banks and Trey Hawkins, who enter the big leagues for the first time together on the, as, you know, outside cornerbacks. We didn't set the Dallas quarterback once across both games last season. However, we did get plenty of pressure on Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush, who played in the first game, uh, recording a total of 30 pressures on the quarterback across the two games. Difference will hopefully, though, be having Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari fit and healthy, who are both more than capable of getting that pressure on the quarterback. Um, and, you know, drawing attention away from those two absolute monster of powerhouses in the middle in Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. If they can get pressure up the middle, Thibodeau and Ojolari get pressure off the sides, you know, we're laughing. But again, the Dallas offensive line, it's strong. We know how strong it can be. And they're no doubt up to the up to the test. On a final note, the fact that the Giants have never beaten a Dak Prescott-led Cowboys is something that needs to change. Is it going to happen this weekend? Is it the perfect time to do it this weekend? Greg, what do you reckon? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, they there's no tape on our offense. There's, there's literally there's there's a drive. That's all you've got. A drive that was in a preseason game against the Panthers with no take on Barkley. There is no tape on this offense. There has been a lot of changes. And I don't think the league is taking us as seriously as they should be. Now, I'm not going to say that we're going to go unbeaten this season. And, you know, spoiler alert for later, I'm not going to say we're going to, you know, walk our own division. But what I am going to say is they are not prepared for what is potentially to come. And if we don't do it week one, we're obviously going to have a second a second chance to do it. And I think by then it will be a lot slicker and a lot smoother than it's going to be. But I don't think the Cowboys are as good as they're being hyped up to be. I think there's something like the sixth highest odds for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Why? Yeah, there's the I think they're the second or third favourites in the NFC alone. They're perennial chokers. Like I can, mean Dak Prescott, perennial choker himself. Yeah. What's he proved what's he proven in his time in the league? Absolutely nothing. I think if I do think there is no better time to do it than the season opener at home as well. I think that's a massive thing is State some of, win. Yeah, some of those rookies for obviously for us will will feel pressure, but the effect, uh, the rookies for the Cowboys are going to feel just as bad and they're not going to have dealt with the atmosphere potentially um but, you know coupled with the quality of player that they're going to go up against. So it's going to be massive. What do you reckon, Shane? Is it the time to do it? 
Is the time now? Is it our yeah, time? If, if you follow on from sort of what Craig's saying, let, let's just have a look at what's happened over the last since, since the turn of the year. So we we made the playoffs. We won a playoff game. We've traded for Darren Waller. We've had a pretty good draft. The fans, have, you've paid your quarterback. The fans are fully behind the coaching and the GM. So why is now not the best time to get that win? Giants fans should be going to MetLife expecting, maybe not expecting, wanting a win and thinking, you know what? This isn't just a case of just turn up and maybe we can do something. This is a case of turn up and we can do something. If you look at everything we've done over the last few months and the belief that's in this team and this coaching staff right now and the belief that's in Daniel Jones um, and, you know, let's face facts, He's probably going to get a great cheer when he walks out onto the field on 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 Sunday night. You, you think it's the first time he's going to have walked out at MetLife since the New Deal, and no one wants to see him. Uh, no one wants to see him fail, and you know he's going to get a huge cheer. And Saquon's probably going to get a huge cheer as well. Let's not forget he could very well have sat this game out. So I think when you when you add everything Craig said in, and then you add on the the wave we're kind of riding at the minute, then confidence has got to be really high at the minute and the one thing I'd like to see happen this year that's never happened in my time as a Giants fan I'd like to see MetLife become a bit of a fortress like let, let's make it a little bit of an intimidating place let's make it a place that teams don't want to come let's not see opposing fans in the stand outnumbering us because we're doing su- having such a shit season That that's what I want to see and it all starts on Sunday night yeah let's be Giants Right. Yeah. That's, exactly. Yeah, and the 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 Dave's and Shane have asked this weekend for that the blue out for everyone to wear blue, and they're giving out twenty five thousand t shirts. They want people to bring their rally towels. They want you know they want that atmosphere there on Sunday night. Yeah, um, and so that's a hundred percent, hundred percent. And if there's if there's any people anyone that can do it, it's Giants fans that can do it, and they can bring that atmosphere. I mean, look at the atmosphere that we had. You know, in Twickenham in 2016, a road game in London, and the Giants fans came loud and proud. You know, the, the atmosphere last year at, at um, Tottenham Stadium, granted it was mostly Green Bay fans, but still we were loud and proud. And if there's any what, any place that can do it, it's, it's MetLife on Sunday. Um, bring the noise, like I said, be giant. That um, that promo campaign, the, the sort of the season long campaign that Giants are doing with that whole be giant thing. Mate, hairs are standing up on the back of my neck with Justin Tuck on that the other day. Um, so really, sort of, let's bring that noise and let's let's show Dallas that we're not here just to make up the numbers this year. You know, like you said, you know, Steve says, you know, it's better for the pundits to underestimate us. Yes, it is, but it's it's always sweeter to win as an underdog. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's like what what are they not seeing that we that we do see? What they you know? Why are they not? A, a lot higher on the Giants and you know what what have Dallas got to show you this season that, that we haven't absolutely nothing so what so you know there's there's so many pundits out there that are predicting it obviously Eagles are going to win the division and then Dallas finishing second in the division like with with 10 10 wins I've seen I've seen predictions out there for the Giants to win four games all season I just laugh at that and I think all right fair enough you're going to eat your words come the end of the season because you know, there's, there's. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say there is no chance that's gonna happen, but the chance of the Giants finishing the, the this campaign off with four wins is very, very minimal at best, I think. So, bring that, bring the noise on Sunday, and let's make this, let's 
make MetLife a fortress. Like you said, Shane, I've, I've not seen I've not seen you know Giant Stadium be a fortress for a long time. So that it'd be great if we could do that for sure. Alrighty, um, prediction time then. So let's pick the game first. Uh, let's pick the game. So Kev said he sees the Giants winning 27-24, I think he said. Um and he, he said he, he want he wanted to be he wanted to go higher, but he didn't want to so he didn't want to go all out on the first game, so he stayed a little bit conservative. So yeah, Kev's going Giants win 27-24. What do you think, Shane? What's your prediction for the game? Yeah, so I'm a little bit different to Kevin. I am going to go kind of all out. I think both teams are going to put up 30. I think, um, like I've mentioned, you know, the, the, like I said, that, that, that wave of momentum we've got with us at the minute. And I think we're going to see DJ throw it a lot more this year than what we did at the start of last year in particular. And we're going to start taking a lot more deep shots. Um, it's going to be a tight game rather than having Giants 34-31. Ooh, 34-31, nice. like that. Game prediction. Um, I, I've got Giants win. Um, I I also think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. I've got it a lot tighter, a lot lot tighter. Though um, I think the Giants will win, but I can see it being something thirty to twenty eight, thirty to twenty nine, something close to that. Like it's going to be real, real close. Ooh. It's it's going to be like I'm thinking like last minute kind of. Walk off touchdown last Grant, minute. Graham Gano walk off field goal. Yeah, automatic that kind of thing. So I do think the or Giants walk, win. Walk off, walk. Nice walk off two point conversion. That'd be nice. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't think Dable. I don't think Dable goes that. That he would go for that. Not not season two. I think season one was a statement, and it was a statement that needed to yeah, be made. True. I don't. I don't think he risks that. Um, if we've got the ability to, or, you know, the opportunity to tie the game, I don't, I don't think he'd risk that. I don't think he would. Um, I mean, after all of that, after that sort of rally call, rally and sort of call to everyone to get loud and be proud or whatever, I'm not exactly going to pick the Cowboys to win. Anyway. <laughs> um, Giants win 31-24. One and zero to start the season. Get in. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice, though, to see us win by, say, two scores? Just something nice and I would, I would love it. Like, say, say we win 31-19 or something like that. Just something like, you know, where obviously we're going to be watching it together, which I'm sure we'll be talking at the wrap-up point. But wouldn't it be nice just to be watching it together, just thinking, you know what? Chilling, man. This is nice and easy. Yeah. To relax as it gets to the fourth quarter and we're, like, yeah. in the bag. Job done. Yeah, that'd be nice. Alrighty, uh, on to predictions for the season. We've got a list of twelve predictions that we've uh, we've made. Uh, Kev sent his in earlier. So the first three, uh, the over unders, we've gone for uh, Giants wins. Um, the over under being seven and a half. Uh, Daniel Jones touchdowns over under being twenty five, and Saquon Barkley total yards um, over under being twelve hundred. Uh, Kev went. For um, over with the wins, in turn, he went for 10 wins. Uh, he went for over for Daniel Jones touchdowns. He went for 29 in total, 22 passing and five rushing. And um, Barkley yards, he went over again. So he's gone all overs. Uh, he's gone for 1,400 yards. 
Uh, Craig, your predictions for those three? For those three, um, Giants win. I've gone conservative slightly. Uh, I've gone over, so over the 7.5, but nine wins for the Giants this year. Uh, I think the schedule could come into play there. Um, but I still think nine wins is, is well, it's positive, isn't it? And um, I still think yeah. it's enough to pick, pull us into the playoffs. Uh, Jones' total touchdowns, 25. So he had 15 passing touchdowns and five rushing touchdowns last year, I think, were the numbers. Uh, it might have been, was it five rushing touchdowns, I think it was? So I think that was 20, 20 overall. Um, yeah, twenty. Like 25, uh, I have gone with the over, 27, 20, uh, sorry, yeah, 27, um, 20 passing touchdowns and seven rushing touchdowns is what I've gone for. And then Barkley, I've gone controversial and I've gone with the under. I think he breaks a thousand, but I think he, I don't think he gets to 1200. I think it's, if you look at the makeup of the team, and the way that the receive the receivers that we've got now, I don't think he has to be quite that workhorse. Um, and I think I think you could even see Breeder or Gray close out games this year, where Barkley would have done it in the past because we would have been scared about potentially making it close again. It's a fair show. Shane, your predictions for those three? Um, yeah, so I'm going to go over across all three. Um, I'm going to go for 10 wins. Nice. I'm going to go for 30 touchdowns from DJ. Ooh, and I'm going to go Saquon. I'm not going to give a number on Saquon, but I think he uh, sets his rushing record for the Giants and goes over 1,500. Damn. I think when you've got weapons this, like this off. Darren Waller, Karen. and yeah. you know, the touchdowns are going to go up. And I think because you've got weapons like Darren Waller, I think Saquon's actually going to get more space. So I think he's probably going to be used maybe not as much as he was last year. I mean, just looking last year, we had 295 carries. I wouldn't be surprised if he has less than that, but because teams are accounting for the, the receiving weapons we've got, like I mentioned earlier, the box ain't going to be stacked. So it's actually going to create more room for him. And I think throwing the, with the fact that, you know, we want to talk about Jalen Hyatt having a bit of a chip on his shoulder. You know, I still, I think Saquon's got a chip over his shoulder as well. Let's not forget, yeah, he signed this one-year deal, but he didn't get the long-term deal that he wants. And he said numerous times he wants to be a giant for life. So I think we could yeah. see Saquon Barkley's got a chip on his shoulder and wants to prove why he should be, um, why he should be paid like McCaffrey or similar to Christian McCaffrey. Not saying that he's going to get that, but you know, I think he's just going to have a little bit of a point to prove himself as well. Nice. Um, I am also going over on all three. I went for wins. I went for 12. 12 and 5, baby. I've said from said that for a while, 12 and 5. Uh, touchdowns, I've gone for 32. 24 passing, 8 rushing. And sparkly yards, I've gone for 1,487. 1,487 rushing yards. And the reason I picked that number... It's my birthday in the year I was born, so why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? 87? All right, then. Really? Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. I'm uh, I'm 36 next month, don't you know? <laughs> so, you know? I had to think about that then. 
Um, Steve, I don't think it's unreasonable to predict the Giants get 10 wins this season. It's not unreasonable at all. Um, LPG made the point last night that rather than hope and pray, he expects, and I can't disagree with him. No, we, I think we all quietly expect the Giants to get 10 wins this season, to be fair. Um, all right, so next predictions the most. So most receiving yards, most receptions, most receiving touchdowns. Uh, so Kev went for Darius Slayton with most receiving yards. Um, Darren Waller for most receiving touchdowns. And... I don't think he gave him most receptions in his in his um in his he didn't, did he? No. No. So Kev, most receptions will get on to it for you later. Uh Craig, yours for those three. So uh most receiving yards, uh I have also gone for Darius Slayton. Uh I just feel like it makes perfect sense. Uh he's the most experienced player in the terms of tenure with uh, the Giants at wide receiver other than Sterling Shepard and uh, I think he will be another you know he's got that familiarity with Jones so I think that makes sense most receptions now I need to refer to my notes here so uh, please bear with me because you know we do do research we do try um my uh, most receptions I went with uh, Paris Campbell now uh, Paris had 63 receptions on the Colts last year which was the highest total he's ever had. It also led the Colts in uh, individual receptions. Our top last season were Barkley and James. Uh, they both got 57 receptions, so six less than what Paris Campbell did. I just think that when you look at the position that he's likely to play and the role that he's likely to have, especially for the first few games, as uh, Wandale and potentially uh, Sterling sort of make that recovery, I think Campbell has got the opportunity there to really make a name for himself and even help, you know, really push down that um, that spot. And then receiving touchdowns. I mean, can you go anyone else than Darren Waller at receiving touchdowns? I don't know, Shane, can you? Can you go anyone else? Nah, I don't think so. So who uh, you got? Your most receiving touchdowns, Darren Waller? Yeah, Darren Waller for most receiving touch. I'm only touching two players here, in all honesty. Darren Waller, for most receiving touchdowns. Um, I'm going to go, I'll, I'll go backwards, just because we're going that way. Um, yeah. Most receptions on with Craig, I'm going to go Paris Campbell. And most yards, I, I, I'm going with Waller again. I'm going, I, I reckon nice. he sets his career high and goes over 1,200. Big numbers. Big numbers being put up by. I've gone for uh, Darren Waller triple crown. There you go. Most receiving yards, receptions, and touchdowns. Darren Waller, number twelve. Make it happen. Alrighty, next three we've got are uh, the well, no, next two. Sorry, uh, the most on defense, the most sacks, and most interceptions. Uh, Kev went for uh, Aziz Ojolari with a sack leader and Adoree Jackson with most interceptions. Craig, who you got? Um, I have agreed with Kev on the sack leader. I think Aziz Ojolari will have the most sacks this season for the Giants. Uh, I think that when Thibodeau's on the field, he kind of draws a lot of pressure and Aziz is horrifically underrated. And, I think he's, uh, he's absolutely the most underrated out of the lot, isn't he? Oh, yeah, on the team, I think he's one of the most underrated players, full stop. 
Um, and the interception leader for me is going to be Mr. Jason Pinnock. Uh, I just feel like uh, he has sneakily become very solid. And I just feel like he's got comfortable with the system and he will thrive. I, I really, really am looking forward to seeing Pinnock take that Jordan Love mantle. I know Kev will hate me for saying this, but take that Jordan, man, Jordan Love mantle um, and be even better. Isn't Jordan Love the quarterback? Jordan Love? Uh, you know who I mean. You know who I mean. Julian Love. Julian Love. It's too close. J Love. J Love. We're just called we're just saying J Love from now on. Yeah. Yeah. Good shout. Uh, Shane, who you got for these two on defense? Yeah, I feel like everyone's stealing my thunder. I'm gonna go for uh, Aziz for the uh back. <laughs> um God Christ, I think he's he's vastly underrated and you know I've I've said I think him and Tib are both gonna put up um double digit sacks quite comfortably and then you know someone like Dex will probably get sort of that say eight to ten range at, at, at most maybe six to, to eight at lowest but if you've got your two edge guys putting up double digits then you know that's even better uh, and then interception leader uh, let's go for the uh, the rookie it's going to be Trey Banks Trey Hawkins even sorry <laughs> say Trey Banks is that a mixture of the two? Is it that's a high, trying, hybrid quarterback? That's trying to decide which one actually wants. I've got Banks's name written in front of me, but I'm going to get Trey nice. Hawkins. Trey Hawkins, nice mate. That's cool. Um, sack leader, I've gone for Tibbs. I think it's his, his sophomore year, it's his breakout year, and I think he's going to have a, a cracker. I think he's going to create havoc on that defensive line and just, just, just absolutely kill it. And uh, my interception leader. So I've gone for Xavier McKinney because uh, our two rookie corners are going to lock it down so much that the quarterback's going to have to go across the middle and over the middle. And who's going to be there to get the ball? X is going to be there to get the ball. Interception leader, McKinney, McKinney for me. All right, last ones, last predictions. Last ones, last three. Yeah, offensive, defensive and rookie of the year. Have went for uh, Daniel Jones's offensive Player of the Year, uh, Bobby Okereke as Defensive Player of the Year, and Trey Hawkins as Rookie of the Year. Craig? Mm -hmm. I, I agree, Daniel Jones, uh, Offensive Player of the Year. Um, I really, really do expect him to take that leap. Uh, and if he does, I don't think, no matter how well Andrew Thomas, who I think was our, our Offensive Player of the Year last year, uh, in the in the giant awards, I just don't think it matters how well he does. I I just think that Jones will get the plaudits for finally sort of showing his potential. Um, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, another controversial one from me. Um, Big Cat Leo Williams uh, contract year for him. Probably the last time that he's going to get a contract that's maybe in the numbers that he wants going forward. Uh, Dex and Tibbs are going to draw a lot of attention and in the same way that Aziz can kind of take advantage of the attention Tibbs gets, I think Williams will be able to take attention or take the attention that's given to Dex. Uh, the only, my only pitfall on that could be potentially health-related and um, whether he gets on the rotation with, with Nacho, but uh, I do think Big Cat's going to have a big year this year. 
Uh, oh, and rookie, right. ha, rookie Jalen Hyatt. Case closed. <laughs> Jalen Hyatt, case closed. That easy. Shane, offensive player of the year. Um, first, it's kind of a trick question because, like, in a way, if you're if we're saying that Waller's going to do as well as he, he, he as we think and hope he's going to, and you know, Campbell and that, for think for them to do that, DJ's got to be doing what DJ's doing as well. So, I don't think you can kind of look past uh Daniel Jones being the, the offensive player of the year because none of that success happens without him. Because I don't fancy Waller doing all that if DJ goes down and Tyra Taylor steps in. So, no. you know, I think you've I think you've kind of got to go DJ, which would be a little bit unfair on some of the other players, especially someone like Darren Waller or or Saquon Barkley, if they put up the kind of numbers I've mentioned. You know, you can make a case for all, all three, for instance, but I'm gonna have to go for DJ on offensive. Um defensive player of the year. I really want to go Aziz, but I love the guy too much, man. Sexy Dexy. Just going to take nice. it up another notch again, like you know, kind of a like he's going to put in a year where he says, "You think last year was good? Uh-uh. What? Watch me this year." And I think he's just going to elevate his play again that little bit more. Um, and then rookie of the year, I feel like the rookie of the the real rookie of the year is probably going to be someone like John Michael Smiths, but <laughs> I think because he's an offensive lawyerman. I hate myself for this, like I will just say. Um, <laughs> in line, he's not going to get the recognition he's probably going to deserve. And I think he's going to do well enough that we're not going to be talking about him, which is what you want him to do. So I think the, the real rookie of the year is probably going to be JMS. But because he's not going to be spoken about because he's doing everything right, he's not going to get that recognition. So I'm going to go for Trey Hawkins. I've got him being the inception leader. How would you be the inception leader and not rookie of the year? Dan, can we just and you've uh, got uh, and, you, and you've got bank on Trey Hawkins being rookie of the year across the league, right? Oh yeah, I put put money on that day. I forgot about it. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, Dan, before yeah, before so you do yours, saying, what you're saying, Craig. Um, me and Craig had a uh, we were having a chat before we came on air, and we said exactly the same about JMS. Oh, okay. You, you can't follow it on stats. Stat sheets, it won't show up. You're a big and, and, unless he gives away zero sacks, like a you know a big donut for the whole season, nothing. He ain't getting nothing. And I really wanted to say JMS. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah, because like I say, there's going to be no way of kind of proving it. Yeah. Apologies, my headphones decided to switch themselves off. So I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> couldn't hear anything that either of you were saying. What's your thing, uh, Dan? All right, so I'm gonna crack I'm gonna crack on. So the fact that I've gone for Darren Waller getting the triple crown, uh Darren Waller's my offensive player of the year. Yes, he can't do that without Daniel Jones. I know that obviously, but why not? Why not Darren Waller? If he can put up those numbers, receiving yards, receptions, and touchdowns, he deserves offensive player of the year. Uh defensive player of the year, as I said, Tibbs is gonna lead the lead the team in sacks. Tibbs is going to get a defensive player of the year for me. Um, and rookie of the year, Jalen Hyatt. There you go. Bish, bash, bosh. And lastly, Super Bowl. So who makes it and who wins it? So Kev, Kev's Super Bowl prediction was uh, Bengals and 49ers with the Bengals winning it. Shane, what's your Super Bowl prediction? 
Um, I'm going to go for Summit. That is, <laughs> I want to say it's never been done. Hang on, let me just double check something before I get caught in this. It is recorded. Um, it is. While, uh, while, 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 while Shane's checking, Craig, do you yeah. want to go? Uh, Dan, can you just read Kev's for me again? Uh, Bengals 49ers with Bengals winning. Cool, there you go. Um, <laughs> that's, that's yours as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I thought as well. Beng- Bengals 49ers with the Bengals win. I just, I just feel like um, the Bengals have been so close every time. They're so close. Uh, and yeah, it just man, feels Joe, like it's Joe their time. Just, mm. Joe Burrow is just very good, isn't he? And the 49ers, um, it'll be interesting with Purdy. Um, McCaffrey could carry them and they've got a horrific defense that, as we've just found out earlier, uh, is going to have its best player. Absolutely. Shane, you ready? Or do you want me to go? Um, no, I'll, I'll go because I know what I'm going to say. I just don't know if what I'm going to say is 100% correct. So I'm sure I read a tweet earlier on saying that um, there, there was a there was a comment about saying. Um, Quarterbacks that have been to their first Super Bowl and lost it have never won it. Um, I think it's uh, I think you're right. Yeah, seventeen. I think it's like seventeen quarterbacks, and every time a, 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 someone's been to their first Super Bowl and not won it, a la um, Joe Burrow, Burrow and Jalen Hurts, they've never mm-hmm. gone on to win it. I've got Eagles, Bengals, Super Bowl. So one of them is going to that record. Uh, and I'm going to go for the Bengals because no, I'm backing the Eagles. Good, well done. <laughs> good, good, well done. I want to see the Eagles lose two in a row. That's that'd be great. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen that stat before, Shane. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yeah, we'll see if I can just find it whilst you're giving yours. Um, so it, I, I taught it. So it's going for me the t- two title games. I'm going to go one step further and predict title games. My title game is going to be Bills Bengals in the AFC. And Giants Niners in the NFC. My Super Bowl is going to be the Niners because I think they're just a little bit too good. Uh, and I've got Buffalo beating Bengals in the AFC title game. Buffalo beating Bills Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Bills 49ers Super Bowl, and I think it's I think it's Josh Allen's year. I think the Bills win. So we've we've all gone AFC. Yeah, we have so so much so much trust in the NFC, don't we? No, well, <laughs> the only, the only NFC stacked. Exactly, and the only NFC team we want to see win it is is blue, right? So, yeah, that's very true. Know. Yeah, I, I think we'll get to the title game. Um, it's 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 progression on last season, put it that way. So, I said it from I think from day one. I think the first time he asked a prediction, I said, "Giants will get to the title game," and I'm sticking with it. I think we will. Mm-hmm. I think we will. All right. Let us know your predictions, both game predictions uh, and season predictions as well. Keith, thanks for getting in touch. You let us know your game predictions, saying Big Blue win 31-21. Go Blue. Boom, boom. And Steve as well. Giants 27. Cow bums. Cow bums. Son of bum. Uh, Cow bums 21. Uh, We'll take either of those scores all day, every day, uh, because that means we start the season 1 and 0. If anyone picks against the Giants on Sunday, don't watch next week. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. You are welcome. Of course, you're welcome. Um, now, unfortunately, uh, that is all we've got time for this week. Uh, however, we will be back. Remember, on 
Monday or Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday next week, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, so next Tuesday evening, uh, usual time of 8.30pm, uh, as we review this weekend's clash of Sunday Night Football uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, plus, we'll uh, have a little bit of a chat about our time at the full 10 yards kickoff party and make Kev feel a little bit jealous. Um, so, yeah, we are going all going to be in Birmingham on Sunday. Uh, well, the three of us, anyway. Uh, on Sunday at Felsons to kick off the season in style with the full 10 yards, guys. So looking forward to that very, very much. Anything else to add before we go? So we have a little bit of news here. Uh, we did test this earlier and the sound seems to be a little iffy. So apologies, StreamYard does not seem to like this video. However, you can still hear from the big man, Kev. So Kevin here. So me and the boys from the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast are planning to come over to Dublin. Yes, we're coming over to Dublin for the week 15 game against the Saints. It's a 6 p.m. kickoff on Sunday the 17th of December. We've spoken to Brian from the Irish NFL show. He's going to meet up with this as well. Now I know that it's just before Christmas and you know, there's so many parties going on and there's a lot going on, but we decided that we wanted to get over there for a game and just get together with a few lads and we have a few beers so it won't be anything too big but yes not only will we be having a london watch party but we will also be watching the saints game week 15 in dublin if you can come down and meet us it's going to be good crack now the venues to be confirmed so we're not too sure yet more details will to follow but we're super excited to not only have one in london but also have one in dublin this year go big blue uh, uh yes we carry on our world tour of 2023 um into december myself craig and the irish contingent of this podcast kev are heading to dublin for a week 15 game against the new orleans saints shane you're not unfortunately gonna be able to make it to dublin uh, so you, you will be sorely missed but we'll have at least six points of guinness for you <laughs> And I'm super disappointed in that video as well when Kev said, come along and have a few beers. Why would you come along and have a few beers? You're going to have a few pints <laughs> of Guinness while you're in Dublin, Kev. Come on. Being Irish and all, you should know this. You should know this. Come on. Yeah, so it's going yeah. to be great, isn't it? So, um, we we should be over for the Saturday night and the Sunday night. Uh, obviously, the Sunday night will be when we watch the game in a venue to be confirmed. However, if people are interested in meeting up on the saturday night as well just let us know we can always try and arrange something um i know it's something that kev was very keen to do and was planning on doing anyway a trip to dublin uh we are delighted to be able to to kind of join him and just to pay a little bit of love to the irish side of the big blue uk and ireland um you know we we are across the entirety of the British Isles, both sides of Ireland and everything. So it's just really nice to be able to get over to uh, to Dublin um, and show you guys some love. So let us know if you're going to if you're going to come down. We'd uh, would really love to kind of get everything solidified and and uh, we can start arranging and let us know where's good. Absolutely. Um, yes, it is. Um, I've never been to Dublin. Really, really looking forward to going. Um, we were talking before about doing the Guinness tour on a Saturday, uh, the Guinness Brewery tour. So already looking forward to that. Um, yeah, obviously it, it just it just me and Craig can make it work. Obviously Shane, it's coming up close to Christmas. It's understandable why you can't make it work. So it's going to be gutting that you're not there, but you're going to be there with us in in Birmingham. You're going to be there with us in in New York as well. So 
you know that's uh that's more than enough you know we can't we don't expect everyone to be on on all stops on this world tour and, know, and London all, as well. let's not forget london and of course and london as well yeah in october so you're going to be at three out of four so that's a that's a pretty decent showing actually <laughs> it's a good showing but no we're looking forward to we're looking forward to birmingham this weekend we're looking forward to london in october of course, obviously, we're looking forward to going stateside in November and then finishing off our world tour in Dublin in uh, the week before Christmas. You know, and hopefully, you know, if we get to the playoffs, we might decide to go somewhere else. Back to America, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, let, if you if you if you uh, if you're gonna be in uh, in Dublin over that sort of over that weekend, it's a six PM kickoff against the Saints that uh, on the seventeenth of December. <laughs> um, so if you're going to be in Dublin or if you want to come on over and, and join us on, on our sort of the last leg of our world tour then uh, you're more than welcome to get in touch with us we're going to put up more details sort of as we get closer to uh, closer to that as well um, Steve asked are we heading to any of the London games this year uh, I don't know is Kev going to any of them uh, I think Kev's the only one who had the season ticket um, yeah. with everything else that's going on It's I don't think I'm going to be at any of them. No. No, I mean, I know our London meetup is week seven, isn't it? Which is when, I'm sure, is there a London game on that weekend? That is a very, very good question. Shane is Shane's straight on. away. Yeah. What was on mute? <laughs> <laughs> just saw him just it was, start typing yeah, and look. It was uh, more a visual than an audio thing. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, the, the, the last London game is October 15th. I think October 22nd is our meet-up. At, oh, we're there the week yeah. after, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it might be a case of we, a few of us might head up and go, you know, a couple of me or I might head up or Craig might head up, I don't know, um, just to sort of show our faces and say hi and stuff. But I don't think any of us are planning on going to any of the London games this year. You know, at the end of the day, we all work full-time jobs and we've all got this time off to go to America and to go to Dublin and whatever, so... You know, unfortunately, we've got the rest of the year. But yeah, looking forward to all our trips and uh, hopefully, you know, we can get um, some people to join us. Steve's in New York for the Washington game. <laughs> Lovely. Not not the slightest bit jealous at all. I mean, obviously, we're going out there not long after, but enjoy, Steve. Uh, it's going to be a good game against the... Uh, command. I was just about to say the football team then, but they're the commanders now, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Football team, commanders, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. But yeah, come and join us in the World Tour. There's going to be plenty of places we're going to be stopping off at. Um, Shane, Craig, anything else to add? Um, just I'm sure we'll put tweets out close to the time. Um, but obviously this weekend, do come to Birmingham if you can. It's not a million miles away. And um, I mean, I was out in Birmingham Saturday night. I had too many, so I can't, don't quote me on this. But I don't think you'll be paying eight quid a point like you do down in London. It'll be a little bit cheaper, so there's an added benefit. Um, but you know, like if, if you're in and around the area, even if you don't want to stay up till one a.m. for the Giants game, and you, you just want to come watch, say, the six p.m. game and get the train back home or something like, you know, do do come along. Um, and you know, we'll put some. I'm sure we'll be able to get some photos, and we'll try to put some stuff on on. Uh, I was going to say Twitter then on X um, over the over the weekend. <laughs> Will always yeah. and forever be Twitter. Yes, it will. Yes. It sounds wrong. X. X. Uh, Craig, anything to uh, add? Yeah. So um, obviously, we had our 
NFL sleeper draft this past weekend, which was a good laugh. Uh, it's always funny when somebody auto-picks Kadarius Tony. Um, Shane obviously had him at the bottom of his list for wide receivers. Um, I think uh, Kev also got himself um, a bit a bit annoyed that he'd missed out on the tight end position till late as well. So uh, there was always that, and I just I just kept I just kept drafting wide receivers. Couldn't get enough wide receivers for some reason. Yeah. Uh, keep getting, I just get it was a, it was sometimes. a two it was a two hour marathon, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was a good laugh though. Um, and don't forget that we've also got an NFL Pick'em, so a very, very similar to Super Six. If anyone has played the uh, Premier League version of Super Six, uh, you log on to a website, you go to our league, you sign up, and then you pick your game winners. And at the end of the season, whoever has the highest amount of points will win a prize from us. So Prizes. there's nothing nothing to lose. It's free to enter. Go onto our Twitter or have a look on Facebook. Uh, you just need to go to NFL Pick'em and the code should be either in the comments or on the post and we'll repost that tomorrow. And then there will also be a special video to finalise our world tour tomorrow morning on Twitter and on TikTok. So keep an eye out for that. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, as Craig, as um, Shane said, if you're in Birmingham or on in the surrounding area on on Sunday, get yourself along to Felsons. We're going to be there from probably mid to late afternoon, I'd imagine. So come along, join the party, have a couple of drinks, and uh, and watch some football because it's it's week one and it's you know kick off weekend, kick off weekend, finally here. <laughs> football is back. Six long painful. Well, no. Yeah, six, seven long, painful months. Football's finally back, and we are so looking forward to it. Um, merch store as well. Don't forget to uh, check out our merch store on Etsy. Uh, Etsy.co.uk. Is it forward slash Big B UK and Ireland, Craig? It is, isn't it? Uh, we do have Big B UK IRL. You're on mute, but I got the I, I could lip read, it's fine. <laughs> um, big Blue UK IRL on Etsy. Um, check out our merch on there. Uh, we love it if you could uh purchase something off there. Obviously, we know cost of living and everything at the moment is a is a big thing, and you know, it's it's not the they're not anything priced that's ridiculously priced or anything like that. But you know, it'd be great if we could see some of our watchers and listeners and viewers um just wearing some of our merchandise and, and spreading the love. Um, you know, put some on your Christmas list, on your birthday list, you know, buy some for your your, your better half, you know, buy yourself a little mug and coaster. They're homemade, don't you know? So, uh, yeah, get on there, check it out, etsy.co.uk, Borsas, Big UK IRL, and uh, bag yourself some podcast merch. Winner, winner. Um, yeah, like I said, that is all we've got time for. So remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, hit the bell to get the latest updates and notifications. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok as well. We've joined the 21st century, peeps. Uh, just search for the Big PK in Ireland, and you can get in touch with us either either via any of those socials uh, or via email as well, bigbkirl at gmail.com. We are also part of the Full 10 Yards Network, who we are joining this weekend in Birmingham. Check out the website, full10yards.co.uk forward slash giants. Get yourself a copy of their season guidebook. Fully recommend it. It's a great read. Uh, we are all part of the New York Giants Fans UK group as well. Give them a follow. They're on Facebook, Twitter, 
Instagram and threads as well. Lastly, remember, check out usasports.co.uk for all your American sports merch and get 15%, 1-5, off your purchase by using the code BIGBLUE. As ever, my thanks go to Shane and producer Craig for joining me and to you, the listeners and viewers, for tuning in. We're signing off until next time.